snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. recording when I have my tongue all jammed in my face weird. It makes for the best openings. Good evening. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. And welcome to episode 37. Is that what you said to me before? You know, you'd have thought I would have written it down. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it's episode 30. It is, no, it's 36. Okay. It is. Oh, it's 36. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. 36. Number 66 yes. on our list, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981. I figured I would start it because I knew you were going to do it. Because you've been doing it for the last two hours. I've been doing it since last week. That's true. And I also do it all the time. Just in my brain, constantly. So if you want to know what it's like to be inside Lindsay's head. It's what I hum when I'm not doing much of anything or like I'm like... Filling silence or I'm looking for something like... (laughs) is the Raiders theme. The Raiders march, to be correct. Yes. Well, that's cool. Well, hey, okay. Quick opinions. I love this movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I shall agree. Uh, This is the first time I had seen it, everybody. I had seen Last Crusade, but I had never seen Raiders. And, and I still have never seen Temple of Doom, even though I yelled Kalima the whole time we watched the movie. This and movie. Jeff kept going, it's not in this movie. <laughs> and I kept saying, I will yell Kalima whenever I friggin' feel like it. Every time. Kalima. Are you gonna say, is Kalima your goodnight radio Rahim? Do you want to just start saying that? At the end yes, of I do. Right there. Yes, I do. Took thirty episodes to find <laughs> something for you to do. <laughs> all uphill from here but that's boring that's boring so now it's just Kali Ma Kali Ma, Kali Ma. <laughs> good night video <Rocky. laughs> excellent oh I love it excellent well okay so you enjoyed it I, I enjoyed did. it I highly recommend it so start 8.6 out of 10 on IMDB it's a nice score no meta score huh? what no meta score no meta score I thought I got a 90 meta score no I don't think there was a meta score no, there's a Metascore. Where is it? Right there. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Sorry, I apologize. Okay. I looked this up on the actual IMDb on the computer. Okay. Well, on my iPad, it's much bolder. It's in a little colored box. Oh. And I don't see it if I don't if I'm not looking for it there. Okay. So that was my bad. It's okay. Oh crud! I might need to redact something. Talk real quick. Okay. So, talk about uh, real talk quick. About, what do you read? Under- the IMDb summary. Oh, here's the IMDb summary. An archaeologist and adventurer, Indiana Jones, is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before the Nazis. <laughs> Germans, Nazis. Nazis are Yeah, evil. we are Germans. Yeah, this is the Germans now. We also did that for most of the film. <laughs> and no offense to anybody who is German, but, you know, yeah, we are the Nazis. We just kept doing it. Nazis okay, are the bad no. guys in this movie. Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf did not have a Metascore. That's oh. what I was checking. Because I did Virginia Wolf tri- or stuff on the computer as well. I will gen- See, again, I have paper. So I'm not on my iPad. <laughs> no, I know. I was... I was... I'm sorry. I stared blankly at you because I was trying to think of something to say. You always stare at me disapprovingly when I do this. I stare at you disapprovingly all the time. That's kind of true. What does it matter? How is it any different? Um, this movie is also... <laughs> my look. 
I for starring because I've kind of tried to highlight some people. Okay. Harrison Ford. I mean, and John Rhys Davies. John Rhys Davies. And I have Alfred Molina, even though spoiler She's... alert, he dies in the first ten minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah, he's not in this movie very nope. long for that. It was his uh, first time ever on screen. That's what I thought. I thought. No, I have a trivia fact, so I'm not going to ex- expand on that. And see, oh, and I know Denholm Elliott, uh, who plays Marcus Brody. Directed by Steven Spielberg. And terrible dialogue by George Lucas. George Lucas. <sighs> Lawrence Shut Ka- up. We owe George Lucas so much. Lawrence Kasdan did write yes, the screenplay. He did. And he is the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And who is currently writing episode seven. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. I'm sure a good chunk of the bad dialogue may very well be him as well. Should but we do it's there. my summary? Yes, do Just, your summary since I did uh, Harrison Ford. I cannot even with you in your face right now. <laughs> Lindsay, <sighs> tell me how much you liked Harrison Ford. What did I say? I love two people. <laughs> Colin's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford is apparently the other. Personally, I yelled at you because I thought Paul Newman's going to have a heyday when he finds out yeah, that you dead. like Harrison Ford more than Harrison Ford is. Okay, I would. Not, I do not love Harrison Ford now. It's back but like. Then. <sighs> Okay, same thing God. as like, but, as like but not 50, Blade 60s Runner. Elizabeth Taylor. But not Blade Runner. That's right, because this is the second Harrison Ford. And that movie's the next... Wasn't Blade Runner like that same... Not the same year, right? A couple years I later? I don't know. Maybe I more love Indiana Jones and, and Blade Han Runner was Solo. the following year. Yeah, but he looked... Uh, and then Return of the Jedi was the year after that. Yeah. So Blade Runner's right when is, between... When is Glass Crusade? 89. Okay, I was going to say, it's. I was born when Last Crusade was out. Yes. Yeah, Last Crusade was the late 80s. So I mean, he was still like, oh, he's getting older, but yeah. it's still he's Ugh, younger-ish. Like, New Hope, Empire, and Last Crusade or uh, Raiders are just like See, and I do terrible feel, things to Harrison Ford. I do this feel era. similarly to uh, that way about Carrie Fisher in that era. I think coked out of her mind, Carrie. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie. Fair enough. She no memory of half of Empire, but she was pretty attractive back then. Not mm, so much Ford. nowadays. Oh, Harrison Ford. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Sorry. I didn't. Why did you sound super gay when you did it? No offense to the homosexual community. No offense community. to anybody out there. I apologize for my voice. <laughs> I apologize for my face. Okay. Well, hey, let me move on to my award section. Okay. Uh, and we have technology for this one. And we have technology. A little bit of technology. It, this might actually, if this is a long episode, which it probably will be. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. We, we... I have a lot of trivia, but I don't know how much discussion we're going to have. That's true. I don't feel like this needs to be discussed. Outside this is a... of watch it. <laughs> you couldn't tell. She was doing a massive hand gesture. Why do we need to discuss this? On the audio show. I watched, when we get to the video one, we're just going to be sitting here still the entire time. We're not going to do no. anything. It's just going to be no Especially hand Especially because we're doing it for Fellowship of the Ring. So it'll be, a, it'll be an hour-long podcast of us just sleeping. Because oh. it'd be like, it was such a long movie and I love it. Oh, you want a movie that I'm going to fall asleep during because I used to sleep to it? It'll be Return. It'll be, it'll be Fellowship of the Ring. See? We need to like watch it at my house in daylight during so I daytime. don't fall asleep. Awake, moving around. What? Well, it could be like an interactive thing. Like whenever they walk, we walk. Whenever they run, we run. Whenever they crouch, we crouch. Whenever they eat, we, we eat. eat. I'm okay with this idea. This idea We've sounds had one, generous. Yes. This is like I'm a drinking about game. Second breakfast. <laughs> Don't think he knows about second breakfast. Pip. <laughs> so the awards section. Okay. Forty-seven major award nominations. 
Snap. Nine Oscar nominations. Oh, really? A lot of Oscar nominations. It uh, was nominated, nominated. Okay. Sometimes that words and letters just form a single syllable nominee, in my head. Nominated. Nominated. Uh, it was nominated. <laughs> nominated. Nominated. Uh, it was nominated but did not win for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, and Best Music slash Original Score. It should have won for all those. Why, got, why did it get beat by? Uh, it got beat by, because I already it have it up. I already have it up. Don't worry. It got uh, Best Picture. It was beat by Chariots of Fire. <laughs> You know, dun, 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 it was beat dun, dun, in Best Director by dun, dun, Warren Beatty dun, 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 dun. for the film Reds. Okay, I was gonna say Dick Tracy. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's, that's that's not that. That's not that's not Warren Beatty. Yes, it is Warren. Yes, it is Warren Beatty. Shut up! I'm not I was stupid. Thinking, I was thinking there's another actor. There's another Beatty. Uh, and I cannot think of the other actor's name. It's a Ned. larger Ned Beatty. That's who I was thinking. That was sorry. I apologize. Nope. Apologize, my nerd neediness. Uh, I was beaten by what was the other one that I said it was nominated music? for? Music, best music. Yeah. And do 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 do. Hold on, I'm finding. Chariots of Fire. Um, actually, no, Arthur. Wait, that's original song. Yeah, Chariots of Fire. Yes. <laughs> sorry, best original song was the theme from Arthur. Uh, and what was the last one that I had? Oh, best cinematography. Which, do, do, you want to take a do, shot do, at what it be? Reds. Oh. So Reds. What is Reds? I don't even I know this movie. never heard of this movie. Let us look up Reds real quick. It's not on the list. A radical American journalist becomes involved with the communist revolution in Russia and hopes to bring its spirit and idealism to the U.S. So basically, right, basically, right in the middle of the Red Scare. Oh, hey, look at that. Starring Warren Beatty, Diane Keaton, uh, Jack Nicholson, Ooh. Paul Sorvino. Okay, I take back my snoring. It's actually got a lot of people in it. Huh. And then it was written and directed by Warren Beatty. Okay. So basically it was Warren Beatty going, look what I can do. Cobain's. He did it. Okay. So, so what did it win? It won best art direction, set direction, best sound, yep. best film editing, yep. and best effects, visual effects. Yep. Which is well, well deserved. Well, it did all those. Visual effects. It was then 1981. 81. Look at Star Wars, same quality. Like you still, you see the age. You see the um, age. Of I would a lot know of it. because we don't get to see the age on Star Wars because George Lucas updates it every time it gets re-released. You can get it on DVD. I have the Blu-rays, and they have been that's, edited that's to the shit. Problem. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, I hope that at some point, and I used to think they would have to be after George Lucas had passed, <laughs> but now that Disney owns them. If they would release the original cuts of Star of the Star Wars original trilogy My, without the edits, right? Just restore them. That's fine. Don't touch them. Other than that, my guess is is now that Star Wars is owned by Disney, like you said, George Lucas basically doesn't Get have to a touch say. them anymore. Um, if they were smart as a promotion to kind of go, hey, look, new Star Wars coming out, mm-hmm. they will release them that summer. Is my prediction because if Disney wants to please its fanboys, which since it owns Marvel girls, and Star Wars, fanboys and girls, fan people, <laughs> fan us. Actually, fangirl is kind of a negative term, but yeah, whatever. See, um, if they wanted to please them, they would, which they seem to be trying to do very hardly right now, they will release it. I was fangirling. Well, I know you were. I just didn't know what to say because it looked like you were. Having a fit. Don't stick those in your nose. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to explain that. You know why I'm not going to explain it? Because it now makes it really random. Okay. <laughs> and just weird. And we were just like, what the fuck was she sticking in her nose? 
Okay. Uh, going along with the awards real quick. This is a special one. This is the first time this has actually happened from, from what in our time, not ever in Hollywood, but the first time that mm-hmm. it's come across here that I've made note of. There was a special Oscar given to Ben Burt for sound effects editing. Yes. So the film won best sound but then he also received a special oscar for best sound effects editing he 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 received a special achievement award now for those of you who may not know who ben burt is uh basically ben burt is is a is a sound effects dude it's hard to describe uh he is actually the voice of wally from wally but he's worked on practically all the star actually he's worked on he's worked on all the star wars films okay he has done that he does sound effects he was the sound designer in uh star wars a new hope and you know empire raiders of the lost ark et dark crystal um <laughs> what else howard the duck howard the duck yeah willow basically anything done by lucas films he did it and then he became the actual sound effects editor and i want to say he became the editor himself too yes he became the editor like an actual film editor yeah of the star wars prequels and then a handful of the young indiana jones television shows okay. that they did so he he started as a sound guy making sound effects he's who kind of came up with uh half the sound effects for the yes. original star wars we're not car- counting belches because that's just weird. <laughs> um, that's what you get for drinking coke. And uh, sorry. So, but I mean, he won a he won a best uh, a special achievement award for his work, for specifically for this film. So it was kind of just a special extra uh, Oscar that was given out related to this film. The film is in the National Film Registry as of 1999. Yay! So it's uh... it's in there now. That brings up a good point. Should we discuss? Should we wait till the end to discuss? Yes, like we it's his. Wait till it's, the okay. end. Yeah. So we're gonna come back to why we think it's on the list and all that stuff. So let me move over to technology. Here's a section I haven't done since I'm pretty positive Titanic. Right. Uh, two quick things I would like to discuss. Number one is a little thing called matte paintings. I'm pretty positive at some point in the past I have brought up matte paintings. Yes, I think um, you have. I don't remember what movies they were for, but I did bring them up. Um, just a quick overview. This movie uses a lot of old school special effects or visual effects, not special effects, visual effects, special effects. Practical effects. It's, there's a difference between special and visual, and I think it's actually special. Okay. Okay. Um, visuals, I think anything that's on set, special's not. Okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Anyways, it uses a lot of effects. And, Cause like this movie, because there's a lot of big sets, a lot of big pieces. I have on the website, if you go to the episodes page on the Ghost Hat website. Which we post the link to on the Facebook every Saturday, usually. Exactly. Sometimes we don't get it till Sunday. Because we And this busy. Saturday's really busy because it's the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who and the 7th annual Friends, Friends Thanksgiving. Friends Thanksgiving, which we are and I to. have a meeting for my fraternity. So it might go up Sunday afternoon. I mean, the episode will be the live. The episode goes up Saturday no matter what. The but the link. Facebook post might yeah. not go up till Sunday. So sorry. But now what? watch. We'll actually remember to do yeah. it at noon on Saturday. Because we'll be so like... <laughs> Which means that people will be listening to this and being like, well, but I'm already listening to it now. So that means like... Whatever. The link in my head. Just end of Radars. Radars. Radars of the We're gonna the start arc. counting. <laughs> That's a completely different movie. Um, no, so the, the technology. Is there a great knee high and a teddy bear involved? Ooh, obscure reference you don't get. What is that reference? You said a radar. Yeah. From You're talking Mash. Mash? Okay. The TV I was, show. I was sitting there going, what other radar do I know? <laughs> okay. So, okay, I will give you. I will. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Subtle golf clap right in there on the microphone. Um, 
Okay, so no, the matte painting is what a matte painting generally is, because since there's a lot of big sets, and yes, there's a picture of the sample on there, the As boat opposed scene. To a Ben painting. <sighs> All right, so this is the this is the this is the born painting, and this is not the Baflick painting. Okay, does that make you feel better? Is that what you want? All right. Oh my god. Oh my god. We have like. 66 more movies to do. <laughs> All right. I don't think Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in any of them. <laughs> nope. Pretty positive. They be. Not. I don't think in any of them. Um, okay, so a matte painting. The sample that's on the website. Matt, spelled M-A-T-T-E. There's an E at the end of this matte. <laughs> lion face. Urgh, lemon face. Ooh, mm, lion face. face. People are gonna stop (laughs) listening. No, they're not. (laughs) Okay. This is what they want to hear. They don't want to hear us ramble for shit. Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) I actually have technology to talk about and I can't get through it. Okay, do it. Do it. So, okay. So, a matte painting, um, the sample that's on the website is the boat scene, is when they're loading on a boat. That's what a matte painting is, is they would film stuff that they could not actually build a large enough set, pre-CGI for those people, the one or at least commonplace. I'm trying to get through this, and I'm not looking at you either when I'm doing this, just so I can't start cracking up laughing. Okay, so, that's a weird sound effect. Anyways, so, the... So what they do is they make these born paintings, right? And they... Okay, that didn't get you. Sorry. I was trying to make you laugh again. They get these matte paintings. What they are is they would, in order to extend the sets, either the locations or the props or whatever, they would purposely... stop Dan making fun of my, I right know. now. Dan, could you hear my hand motions right then and there? Uh, people say they can hear when I'm using my hands. So... <laughs> So you just hear your clothing flapping. Yeah. So what they do is, in order to extend these these sets, what they would do is they would block off in camera. They would film the set. So they had like a giant plane on the set. Okay. They would block out everywhere that they wanted to extend the set to make it look like something else using a black film. When they shot it, the black part of the film was not exposed because it was black. The light-colored part would be not racist. Shut up. The light, the colored, the 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 start that was actually on the set that showed through in the exposure. Then what they did is they took that film, they went into the studio and on a sheet of glass they would paint everything that they oh, wanted I it to see. Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's how that works. Right. And then they if would I'd leave. shut up. And actually, listen. I learned see? something. Every once in a while, I have nuggets. Um, which sounds weird. They so then they Wait, they would basically do the reverse. <laughs> I should. <laughs> later uh they would do the reverse where they would black out what had already been filmed and then paint and everything else and then would re-expose the black part of it with the newly lit portion gotcha so that's how they achieved those effects a lot of times if they screwed up on one like on the end it could mess up the shot like they got better at it but yeah. in early days you had one shot to do it and they, they were do doing... it and go with the wind they did not go with the wind because matte paintings have been around since the 1920s, 19 teens. Actually, during silent film, it just it got more perfected as the which time. Which have had better career at Ben painting or a matte painting? <sighs> which one's Batman now? <laughs> Matt Damon would have been better. Anyway, so whatever was, they both don't need to be Batman. That got weird. Um, so that so that's what they did. So there's a handful of those shots in this movie, and you can tend to see them because they tend to look uh, like there's something not. 
quite, quite right. right. Yeah. Because it's live action mixed with a painting, a still mm-hmm. painting. Nowadays, I mean, the modern equivalent to it would be technically green screen is kind of the same thing. Except kind of it's all digital. a little bit. Right. So it's different nowadays than it is. They don't really do matte paintings because it's so labor intensive to do. Desolation of Smog comes out in like 24 days. <sighs> was the motion caption? Uh-huh. Is that okay? I'm like, how did you get there? Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was the melting face scene. Spoilers, the ending of this movie, which everybody <laughs> has seen. Whether you know it or not. Because you've seen it spoofed in something or another. Uh, if you've ever been on the great movie ride at Disney World. Yeah, you see it. So the whole point is they open up, they open up the Ark of the Covenant, and then Nazis die. Uh, there's one of the Nazis, <clears throat> his face melts. Mm-hmm. How they achieved it was they built a mold of the actor's face out of gelatin, like different layers. Mm -hmm. And then what they did is they put it in on the set, they filmed it, and they filmed a frame a second of the face while applying... Yes, because there's 30 frames per second in normal film. At normal film speed, there's 30 frames a second. So they filmed a frame a second. So when played back at 30 frames a second, 30 seconds of actual time had passed in a single second. So what they did is they shot at one frame a second and then off camera, they heated the face, the gelatin. So the gelatin started to melt, but when played back, it just melts, melts off. really quickly. That's how they achieved that. Did look. they build it over a skull? Yes. Okay. They built it over like, they built it over a skull and they did like a, like Mold a muscle face, and then yeah. like a skin and like, so that way when it melted, it looks like you could see the And underside. it looks much better than when the guy's face melts in Poltergeist. Yes. Because we, my dad and I were just watching that last night. <laughs> One thing, on I, one thing I learned in Poltergeist, if your face begins to peel, don't, don't pull. peel it off. <laughs> Seriously. Learn that in Supernatural, too, if you do that in an episode. <laughs> you just don't do that. So so that's my technology. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's fun doing it. Yay. I don't think Yay. I'll be doing it for a while just because I don't think there's anything really good. I don't know. Does African Queen maybe have some? That's about a boat. There might it's be our some, next movie. There might be some rear screen projections on that okay. one. Or, you know. That's not technology. We all know what it's, rear screen projections. I think, I've, oh, we've already talked about it. We talked mm-hmm. about it in Pulp Fiction, so. I'm bringing up baby. Oh, that's right. We did talk about a breaking up baby. All right. Trivia. Also, acti- sponsored by Activia. <laughs> I was, what was their trivia thing? What did, what did we do? What was that? I don't know. We were just making up different songs. Trivia. Okay. Wow, we haven't done that in like 10 no. episodes. It's annoying. I don't like that. <laughs> So we're going like, to do it again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the famous scene in which Indy shoots a marauding and flamboyant swordsman was not in the original script. Nope. Harrison Ford was supposed to use his whip to get the swords out of his attacker's hands, but the food poisoning that he and the rest of the crew had gotten made him too sick to perform the stunt. After several unsuccessful tries, Ford suggested shooting the sucker. Steven Spielberg immediately took up the idea, and the scene was successfully filmed. Which, and it's funny, because the thing is, it's very much so Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, like, yeah he could sit there and fight the guy, but screw it. Let's just get on with it and move on. It's almost a better thing. It is. It's funny that way it is indy's battered leather jacket was actually brand new and had to be artificially aged by the costume department there were 10 jackets for general wear and tear and stunt purposes you can actually buy a indiana jones jacket like an official an official words are hard, hard. an official like officially made indiana jones jacket right. nowadays they, the company who one makes of the them. ones that exist still is in the smithsonian yes 
I was just going to look up to see if it was still there. But yeah, the guy, the people who make the, like, there's an official company that make those jackets nowadays. The monkey raising his pawn saying in his own monkey language, Heil Hitler, was thought up by George Lucas and is one of Steven Spielberg's two favorite scenes. In the video box set, he says the other favorite is where doesn't it hurt with the where doesn't it hurt love scene on the ship, which is my new favorite line in all film. Where doesn't it hurt? Here, as he points to his, his elbow. elbow. <laughs> in Empire Magazine, Frank Marshall said that they got the monkey to do the Nazi salute by putting a grape on a fishing pole and getting the monkey to reach for the grape, which was dangling just out of camera range. This took about 50 takes before it actually looked like a Nazi salute. <laughs> Voice artist Frank Welker provided the chattering sounds for the monkey, including the Sig Heil-like chirp that the monkey gives when it raises its paw in salute. Welker later provided similar monkey chatter for Abu, the spider monkey in Disney's Aladdin. There's one spot in the movie. It's when he goes, Arr! Yeah. You, you, it's, it's a boo. It's, like, it's flat out a boo. Yeah, Frank Welker. That's the dude that uh, um, people may not know his name. I know his name. But if you look at his IMDb page, he has 701 credits. Holy shit. Because so I was really close to the mic when I said that. <laughs> he basically... I was leaning over to read the computer. This dude does... Everything. He does everything. He did. He Futurama. did. He does. Um. He does. Fred. He's the original voice of Fred oh, from Scooby Doo. He's Nibbler on. He's Nibbler on Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. He's he's now. I think he is Scooby Doo. Nowadays he does Scooby Doo. He does a lot of animals. He did Megatron back in the day in GI Joe. Like he does animal G. voices. GI Joe. Does Kermit the Frog every once in a while too? Really? Just randomly. That's interesting. But yeah, he's he's just look him up. Look him up. Frank Welker. On IMDb, just scroll through it. W-E-L-K-E-R. Yes. And you'll just scroll through his name going, oh my god, he did that show. Oh, but he did. Yeah. He does the current Garfield, which is... Ugh. I hate. Animation on that is garbage. It is. But, like, he did voices. He did Slimer on the real Ghostbusters. Like, dude's done so many voices. You'll recognize him. You will recognize him. All right. Traditionally, when... Damn it, I was doing so well. Number one! 25, 25 minutes, minutes in. in. It's like quarter to nine, that's why. Traditionally, when one of, thank you, when one of, <laughs> it's because Jump pumped me full of Coca-Cola before we started. Literally. Because I was falling asleep. Traditionally, when one of his films is about to or- open, George Lucas goes on holiday to get away from all the hoopla. As Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope was just about to open, Lucas went to Hawaii, where he was joined by Steven Spielberg. When the grosses for Lucas's film came in and it was clear that his movie was going to be a hit, Lucas relaxed and was able to discuss other topics with his friend. It was at this point that Spielberg confessed he'd always wanted to direct a James Bond film, to which Lucas told him he had a much better idea, an adventure movie called Raiders of the Lost Ark. The conversation came up while the two were making a sandcastle. After their trip, they got together and developed the script with Lawrence Kasdan. It does have kind of a Bond vibe to it. If, if you look... I mean, old school Bond, not modern day Bond. I'm talking old school Bond. Like Sean Connery Bond? Like Sean Connery, Roger Moore as okay. the era because it's... There's a structure. There's like, okay, so here's the end of a previous mission. Now we're back into the, the normal life. And then, oh, here's our mission. And then go off and do your own thing. So there is not a Bond film on this list. No, there is not. Mostly because is... it's not an American film. Remember Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. If there was a Bond film, it'd be kind of confusing. <laughs> <clears throat> Actors considered for the role of Indiana Jones, because this is the first Indiana Jones film for people who maybe weren't aware of that fact. Yes. Because there are four. 
There's three four. and four if you count <clears throat> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And the the next three films are all called Indiana Jones and, and the, the yeah. This is the only one that did not have that. However, the DVD and the Blu-ray box sets listed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders, Raiders of, of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark? Ooh, yeah. gross. Because they wanted to make all the films have the same consistency. That's stupid. Them. Yeah. You know why the yoink started? Because I stopped chewing gum. Because I took my gum out so I could read the trivia. Oh yeah. That's why I chew gum while I pod- we podcast, and that's why you hear me frantically digging for it when I've yawned too many times. All right. Uh, okay, yes. actors considered for the role of the Indiana of the Indiana Jones, the, uh, Indiana, the Indiana Jones, Jones. included Nick Nolte, Steve Martin, who chose to do Pennies from Heaven instead. I don't think Bill so. Murray, who dropped out due to scheduling conflicts with Saturday Night Live. Oh my God, he dropped out. They casted him as Indiana Jones. I don't know. It says he dropped out. Chevy Chase, Tim Matheson, Nick Mancuso, Peter Coyote, and Jack Nicholson. Harrison Ford was cast less than three weeks before principal photography began. He's got a running, like, there's a theme here. Uh Because he did the same thing for a pretty positive A New Hope. They had, they had, uh, I think they had somebody else. They had uh, a mustache dude. Yeah, I'm still like, Thank you. I have a thing in there about this. Four. Yep. Mustache dude. <laughs> yeah, I like. I wish you could see Jeff doing mustache dude. That was pretty good. <laughs> George Lucas first dreamed up the idea of an adventurous archaeologist about the same time he came up with the idea for the Flash Gordon type space story, which became Episode Four. Flash. Ah. <laughs> I'm fine. Save you. Uh, during filming in Tunisia, nearly everyone in the cast and crew got sick except for Steven Spielberg. It is thought that he avoided illness by eating only the food he brought with him. Cans and cans of SpaghettiOs. Smart man. Very smart man. Steven Spielberg and Melissa Matheson wrote a script during shooting breaks on the location of this film. Matheson was there to visit her husband, Harrison Ford, and Spielberg dictated to her a story idea he had had. The script that was eventually called... E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Oh, that's right. Are they still married? Which ones? Harrison Ford. No, they're not. No, no, because she's married to uh, Callista Flockhart. Or dating. I don't think they are anymore. I thought they were still. No, are they? Hold on. I shall look this up. This is important knowledge. (laughs) You can continue. (laughs) John Williams had actually written two themes for the film. Five. And yes, they are. One child. Okay. He played them both for Steven Spielberg on the piano, and Spielberg loved them so much he suggested that Williams use both of them. He did, and the result was the famous Raiders March performed by Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope's London Symphony Orchestra, who did not perform in any more Indiana Jones films. The march has become one of the most popular movie themes of all time. Probably only second to the Star Wars the Star opening Wars theme. opening. And probably... I'd have to say The Godfather's the- got to be on there. I, a recognizable movie. I themes? know, but I like I like right now cannot think of how the theme for The Godfather goes. Do 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 do. Just not so Jewish. That okay, was very Jewish. Very I apologize. It's very klezmer of you. Klezmer. That's what that sound is like. Oh, that the tonal, instrument. That to, no, that total oh. like aesthetic of like traditional Jewish like okay. Folk see, band that's why it sounded music. Jewish. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. It Jeff, wasn't a race. Jeff Bridges. Turned down the role of Indiana Jones. Oh, man, the dude would have been the Indiana dude. Jones. The dude! Indiana dude, man. 
Freeze framing during the Wolf's Well of Souls scene, you can notice a golden pillar with a tiny engraving of R2-D2 and C-3PO. It's right to the left. It's to the left of Harrison Ford when they're lifting the lid off of the Ark. Yes. I just messed up the ties on my sweatshirt. Oh, no. When Indy's hat has made was made, the brim was shaped to cover his eyes for protection and to help hide faces when stunt doubles were being used. Clever. To achieve the sound of thousands of snakes slithering, sound designer Ben Burt stuck his fingers into a cheese casserole. This was augmented by applying wet sponges to the rubber on a skateboard. Yep, I told you cheese casserole. Yeah, I know. I still just, I'm, I'm usually good at figuring out how that works. I just cannot for life me figure out how it works. Alfred Molina's screen debut. Six. His first scene was on the first day of filming involving being covered with tarantulas. <laughs> Originally intended as a small, low-budget adventure, production cost tripled to $22 million. And I don't... I was trying to figure it out. I was looking right now. I was looking at what the box office for it was. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really do so well in the theaters. Turning a nice segue into my next trivia fact, this is the highest grossing film of 1981. That's sad. How much did it make? I'm only seeing like $8 million. What? 8.3 million. Bullshit. I we call can, bullshit. We can gross, but see, it opened... Box office mojo. Don't look at IMDb. <sighs> well, just typing. I shall look this up. I'm fixing the strings on my hoodie. I think I got it back to normal. All right. Next page. So many pages. Yeah, I've got, like, another one after this. Really? Do I really? Oh, no, this one's blank. It's a blank page. It's blank. The out-of-control airplane actually ran over Harrison Ford's knee, tearing his ligaments. And rather than submit to Tunisian healthcare, Ford had his knee wrapped in ice and carried on. Most of the body blows you hear were created by hitting a pile of leather jackets with a baseball bat. (laughs) To create the sound of the heavy lid of the Ark being slid open, sound designer Ben Burt simply recorded him moving the lid of his toilet cistern at home. Cistern is the top of yep, the the tank. top of the toilet. Yep, the tank. Tank. Indy's line to Marion when they're on the ship, it's not the year's honey, it's the mileage, was ad-libbed by Harrison Ford. <laughs> Oddly prophetic. Indiana Jones never loses his hat as an homage to the classic serials of the 1940s. In those serials, the hero's hat stayed on heads through virtually any assault. This was done for continuity reasons, but also because it was considered poor taste for a gentleman to be without his hat in certain situations, even on the silver screen. It eventually becomes a running joke throughout the series. Indy does, however, lose his hat once in both Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay, I do apologize. The way that it's listed on IMDb when I was looking, yeah, that's per week. The uh, last week that it was open, it made $8.3 million. Okay. The week before that, it made $8 million. The week before that, it made $7 million. Uh, box Office Mojo. Yes. Film's lifetime gross. Okay. So, period. $248 million. Okay. Uh, in 1981... Just not even Avengers money. Nope. In 1981, it grossed $212 million. Okay. So, which means that it's probably never been re-released if it's, it's only been, got that much money. It was reissued in '82, okay, for tw- and it made 21 million. It was reissued in '83 and it made 11 million, <laughs> and then it was reissued in IMAX last year and it made three million. What? Yeah, it made I didn't know about that. I would have gone. Oh, yep. bullshit! It's on my birthday, actually, last what? year. What? It was released. What? Yep, yep. Ugh. For a limited time. 
Indiana Jones' name comes from the name of George Lucas's dog and is a play on Steve McQueen's eponymous character name in Nevada Smith. Indiana the dog, who is a Malamute, also serves as the inspiration for Chewbacca in Star Wars Episode Four. In the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it is revealed by Indiana's father that Indiana is really named Henry Jr., but went by the name of his dog, Indiana. The dog's name is Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> Thank you, Sean The dog, Indiana. George Lucas made what was, at the time, an unusual deal for this film. The studio financed the film's entire $20 million budget. In exchange, Lucas would own over 40% of the film and collect almost half of the profits after the studio grossed a certain amount. It turned out to be a very lucrative deal for Lucas. Paramount executive Michael Eisner, also known as Satan Incarnate, said that he felt the script for this film was the best he had ever read. Michael Eisner is responsible for almost killing off the Disney company in the 90s. Yes. Basically, yes. Yep. Yes, he was. He ruined everything at Disney. When Disney started going massively downhill in the 90s, it was because of decisions he was making. Yep. Because he was, he was what, the CEO? Yes. Was that what he was yes. of Steph Disney? Yep. He's not anymore. No, he's not. And you notice that once he left, stuff started getting better uh-huh. at Disney. Uh, and you know, truthfully, going back to that deal that George Lucas made, that's a very wise investment. Because if you think that this movie, this movie made 200, $221 million in 1981. Did I'm you pretty inflate bu- that? Um, I try to, but apparently all my inflation calculators no longer go up above $10 million. Okay. Odd. I will have to figure out a new one for next week. Okay. Um, but still, in in 1985 or 1981, 212 million. You probably figure or 220 million. Neither one of us million, was alive when this movie was No, on. you probably figure that the deal that he made with the company, because if the movie was 20 million dollars budget mm-hmm. and Paramount up, you know, fronted that, yeah, they probably made the deal of like anything over 75 million would be just would be profit to Lucas, mm-hmm. because at that point the studio would have already doubled, actually almost tripled their money. So they probably did. They probably did 80 million. I bet you. They, so there was still another hundred and forty million dollars after that that Lucas got. The man, man has more money than God. Truthfully, and that's why we can bring him Spray Spurgers. Oh, inside jokes. Um, no, but if people <laughs> listen the to the special that's going to come out uh, after this weekend. I don't oh, know when you're yes. going to plan on releasing that. We'll talk oh, about yes. it at the end. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, but no, so I mean, if you think about it, the man, even as much as I really hate his dialogue, in some cases, stop right, it. Okay. And, oh, Colin would be so proud of me right now. And, and... And just some of the decisions he made with some of his films, mm-hmm. he was a he's a very smart <coughs> businessman. Yes, he is. Very smart businessman. He knew how to make money. Okay, I have five more things uh, to talk about. Okay. I don't want to talk about George Lucas's money anymore. I do. I Wilhelm like Scream, as one of the German soldiers, falls out of the back of the truck Indiana Jones is driving. What was the Wilhelm Scream? It's this sound. Thank you. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Harrison Ford actually outran the boulder in the opening sequence. Because the scene was shot twice from five different angles, he had to outrun it ten times. Ford's stumble in the scene was deemed to look authentic and was left in. <laughs> it did look legit. Despite having the dream team of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg behind the film, it was initially turned down by every studio in Hollywood. Only after much persuasion did Paramount agree to do it. Which is ridiculous because at that point, Lucas had episode four under his belt. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and Spielberg had Jaws. Um, Close Encounters, I think, was already out at that point, too. I've never seen that movie. It's 
Mm, that's a whole other episode. Uh, we don't watch it, but that would be it. Yeah, Close Encounters was 77. So Spielberg already had at least two fairly well-known movies out at that point. I'm missing a trivia fact. So. It's okay, I remember what it was. Um, the film was originally given an R rating because of the exploding head at the end. It doesn't explode, it melts. They didn't no, want... No, no, the exploding head. Uh, Belrock's head explodes. You can't see it, it's covered in fire. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> They didn't want the picture to be rated R, so they added layers of fire in front of his face to make it appear less graphic. Well, I was just specifying which one it was. The, each one of those three guys do something different. Okay. The first one's head implodes. I was distracted during that part, and I missed it. I know. I've seen it. I just missed that it. That exploding head thing, also, if you go to the website, literally, as of the time of recording this, four days ago, they, they've posted and tweeted about... A guy tweeted a picture of the original R-rated version of the head. And it's without all the flames. Flame. And it's... I could see why it would have given it an R rating. Because, yeah, that head blows apart in massive chunks. Gross. It's gross. That is on the website. Go for it. Sam Neill was considered for the role of Indiana Jones. He would eventually play a character with an iconic hat in a Spielberg-directed movie. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. Interesting. And last trivia. Body count. 67, including a monkey. And one monkey. And one monkey. <laughs> that monkey's dead. It was sleeping. <laughs> Just like all those people, they're all dead. No, they were actually sleeping. Every one of them. Because he then says, wake your men. Yeah, your men, not the workers. Ah! Oh, see? No, they're not dead. Monkey was dead. Uh, so the... <laughs> The monkey's not dead. All right. It probably is now. It probably is now. Uh, okay, quick. Six things I learned from this film. Number okay. one, Marion can seriously hold her liquor. Yes, I she can. I for that. Number two, evil people wear eye, eye patches. patches. Number three, ancient Egyptians were very meticulous model builders. Yes. Number four, Marion can't tell the difference between a person talking and a man screaming in agony. Yes, and then touching his elbow. Number five, planes fly in absolute straight paths from major city to major city, <laughs> while submarines kind of just drift back and forth lazily in the water. And number six, we are the Germans, yeah. We are Germans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Okay. That is it. Um, we discussed this off mic, but this movie is obviously on the list because of its cultural significance that's why it's in the film registry because yes. it's culturally significant and i think it's because of it trying to harken back to the golden age of hollywood yeah i really all the think adventure that's movies why. and stuff like that all the serials from the 1930s like you know the 1920s oh we bumped the table that I'm actually sorry. didn't get picked up so uh i needed to look up next yelling. week's i need to but yeah, i think i think that's why i i really do believe that's why now where it's at on the list I don't think it needs to go up any higher. I'm just happy it's on the list. I'm happy it's on the list. I'm very, and I'm happy it's where it's at. I, I like that it's, you know, between 75 and 50. I think that's a nice spot for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that it, it was previously on the list, right? Yeah, it dropped two spots. It dropped two, which is not bad considering some of these films that have been on this list have dropped more. Our next film has dropped 36 spots, Oh, I think so. Spots. Yeah, I think so. Hold on, I'm opening it. So, but yeah, I, I highly recommend watching this movie. If you've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, you gotta see it. I I really hope the 48 people... 48 spots. The next one has? I really hope the people who are listening to this podcast, if you have... I really hope that you've seen Raiders, especially if you've seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I hope that, like, if you're young... Oh, sorry. Raiders Lost dropped six spots. Oh, six spots. It's still not bad. I mean, it it's still right where I want it to be, but... Yeah, hopefully people out there... 
have seen this movie and not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm not saying Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is bad. Right. It's just not like these these first three. If anything, like you said, Raiders and Last Crusade are the two you should yes, really watch. Yes, they are. Those are the two best ones. I really believe that. So, well, I, I'm happy with this movie. I think everybody should watch it. I do too. So, Lindsay. Yes. What is... By the way, I've also always wanted to travel in uh, via Red Line. Yes, I'm just me saying too. that my whole life. I've always wanted to travel via Red Line. Okay, so uh, I just made saw my note real quick. So, with that having been said, mm-hmm. what is next week's movie? The African Queen, which is number 65 on our list, mm-hmm. from 1951, adventure romance war movie. During Africa, in Africa during World War One, a gin-swilling riverboat owner and captain is persuaded by a straight-laced missionary to use his boat on a, to attack an enemy warship. Directed by John Huston, starring Humphrey Bogart and Katherine Hepburn. I have seen The African Queen. Okay. Uh, we used to own it on VHS. Color by Technicolor. I was going to say, I think it is color. Um, or it's colorized. No, Technicolor. That means it's shot in color. Uh, I I don't remember enough to actually give. I'm not looking forward to it. I think I'm going to be bored. We'll it's only an hour and 45 minutes, though. We'll have to so, wait and see. Because, yep. again, we've been disappointed. Or we've not been disappointed. We've been surprised, we've been surprised. Again, I didn't really know what to expect for Virginia Woolf. And that I love that well. movie. So, but I don't know. I have not seen it since I was a little kid. I know of it, but I don't remember it. Enough to make a judgment call until we get done watching it next yep. week. So, look forward to that episode. Ew, I feel like this is a sucky one for Thanksgiving week. It kind of does suck. Like I feel this like will not save you from spending time with your family. I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark would have been a better Halloween or sorry Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, top of my Halloween oh, list. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Speaking of Thanksgiving, yes. So we actually will might have a bonus episode. I don't know where you're going to list it, but. Everyone, nearly everyone on the network who does a podcast. Yeah. So, Top Shelf, that's us. Yep. Bottom of the Barrel, that's which is and you Dan. and Dan. Um, Super Happy Fun Time, that's which is and Jeff and Colin. <laughs> I sense a And theme. sometimes me. And sometimes you. And then also uh, for the Midnight Sleuth. We have several voice actresses. Yep. From actors Midnight Sleuth. I can't guarantee how much I'll actually be on the podcast. It may just be the four of us. It may be the executive board of Ghost Hat, which is it's most true. likely with interjections from the peanut gallery. Yep. They uh, we're gonna do basically. Oh, Zach! Zach does Midnight, Midnight Sleuth. Sleuth. And yep. Zach's gonna be there. So it's basically gonna be. We're recording a special episode where we all just sit around and ramble. Can't well, guarantee it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be any good because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm going to post it. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up somewhere. Uh, we'll post a link to it on the uh, the website, on Facebook, and uh, also it'll be up on the Ghost Dads somewhere. I don't know. I might have to create a whole other section for just, like, special podcast episodes because I don't really want to group it in anywhere in particular. But it'll be fun to listen to us all talk when it's not talking about something in particular. We're probably just going to start talking. So. Right. But, uh, all right. Well... Uh, besides that, I do want to say real quick to thank you and welcome to all of our newest likes and listeners. Yeah. Um, Remember how I said I wanted to 50, 150 likes before Christmas? Well, I've surpassed that. Wish. I thought we were saying we wanted 100 before Christmas. Was it, a, it was 100 before Christmas. At the time of this recording, we were sitting at 166. 
Uh, basically, we have doubled our likes on Facebook yep. in the last two weeks, two and a half weeks or so. Yep. So we do welcome and thank you to everybody who's liked the page. For those of you who do not know, go over to ghostat.net every week to find all of our enjoying podcasts. Exciting podcast. Enjoying podcast. Enjoying podcast. And our comics. Is a, yeah, and our comics, which are posted twice a week. Uh, keep an eye out. There is going to be a new design for the website coming out probably within the next month or so that will help make things a little cleaner Jeff and easier slacking. to use. No, I am slacking he's a little bit. He's not slacking. He's busy. I got stuff to do. But, uh, like, podcast. stuff to do. But uh, besides that, uh, yeah, no, definitely, as always, every week on this Facebook, there's links. And thank you again for everybody who continues to talk to us and have fun online posting yep. comments. It's fun. Yay. Yay. Look at that. It's actually not that long of an episode. No, it's not. We we're, didn't, we're we, right on... And we rambled. We actually, did. Actually, a little bit. I like rambling. A little bit. <laughs> People like when we ramble. A little bit. Sorry it ruined your Black Panther party. Sorry it ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Lindsay, with that, I suppose. Call you ma. Good night, Radio wow, Raheem. Wow, look at how big that spiked when I went call you ma. People are deaf. People <laughs> right, are Radio deaf. Raheem. All right, bye bye everybody. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. So that's your. Bye everybody. Goodbye. So Kalima is your new. No more. No more. uh, It's all uphill from here. Kalima. Yes. No more. It's all uphill from here. You haven't even seen Temple of Doom. I'm gonna have to. Have you seen that scene? No. You haven't even seen that scene? Nope. He's pulling a guy's heart out. Yeah, I know that. Okay. (laughs) I know the reference. I just like to yell it. Kalima. 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 Radio Raheem, I need your help. No, it's not Red Rob. Danny. Red Rob. Is Danny's not not here? here. I cannot believe that movie is not on this list. I'm never going to get over that. That's a new new counting game for all those listening. How many times I mentioned The Shining not being on this list? Whatever. And then I almost forgot it on my Halloween list. Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. And finally, Bottom of the Barrel, a returning podcast where Dan Casey and myself find lesser-known and sometimes terrible, movies on Netflix and Hulu, and review them for your pleasure. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.